Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. All right, we welcome in Wyatt Thompson as we get ready for some Friday night football, uh, Friday night lights, college edition. First time the Cats have played on a Friday night this year, Wyatt. Is your clock adjusted? I know you had the week off, so maybe it wasn't adjusted anyway, but what do you think about this Friday night football? Well, I'm excited about it. We do not do it very often. I think we have counted uh, maybe three times at least in recent memory. Uh, I remember playing in California one time on a Friday night against Stanford as an example. Uh, but, yeah, my, I'm good. I, I think the team is good. They, they basically just, you know, had the week off, as you talked about, and they started their Monday this week was Sunday. So I think they're okay, and travel was good yesterday. They, they've had some meetings this morning, and we'll head over there this afternoon. And should be a very interesting football game. Looking forward to it. Wyatt, how do we look uh, health-wise coming off the bye week? We know about the, the banged-up Will Howard, and, of course, Treshawn Ward didn't play in the last game before the bye week. How are things looking from what you can tell uh, injury-wise coming off that bye? I think for the most part they're in pretty good shape. Um, I would give you a few examples here. Kristen Duffy played, as it turned out, I think 49 snaps in the game against UCF. He's good to go. As a matter of fact, probably will be the starting right tackle tonight for the first time this year. So that's a good thing. I think Will Howard's pretty close to being back to very near 100%. Treshawn will be available tonight. Uh, let's see, a couple of receivers, um, Keegan Johnson and R.J. Garcia expected to go. I think R.J. is probably at 100%. Keegan hopefully is, is pretty close. It, it, it seems that way anyway. Jake Clifton is a little bit better. So I think for the most part, the – the two goals going into the off week were getting some work for the young guys and the really young guys in the program that are, you know, either playing special teams or trying to make their way to the, to the field offensively or defensively. And then the obvious was to get a little bit more healthy. So I think they've done that. Wyatt, the curious case of Avery Johnson, uh, you know, we thought we'd see a lot of him. We haven't seen much of him outside of the opener. Now it has me wondering are, are, are we thinking about a red shirt here again if we're the coaching staff or is it just been the opportunity is not there? I, I don't know. Is there any insight to even have on how he looks to be utilized moving forward? You would think that if things go the way that they should, 
tonight, it would be an opportunity to see some Avery Johnson. But we've thought that before in games and we didn't get it. Well, that's a fair statement. And I, I do think it's an intriguing, intriguing subject, isn't it? Because let's let's tell it like it is. He is the number two quarterback right now. I don't think that coaches have made that a real big secret. And you're just to play away as the old saying, right? And yet we haven't seen much of him lately. Um, I was a little bit surprised, if I'm being honest about it, that we didn't at least get a little bit of a look in the UCF game, uh, especially under the circumstances in which, you know, Will played in the game. And (laughs) I think some of us thought that he might, but would be very limited. Well, he definitely played and really wasn't all that limited at 85 or 90 percent. So it's a real interesting scenario here because I think they, I guess I'm just going to say this. I think they are wavering back and forth a little bit, right or wrong on, you know, whether to just let it go um, and, and play him some, I kind of get the sense though, that, that maybe that's the deal. I can't guarantee that you'll see him tonight, but I, I don't, as far as the red shirt thing, I don't think they're thinking that way. I think it's more about opportunity. I, that's just my personal opinion. White, I asked you last week about uh, your assessment of the way that DJ Giddens ran the ball in the game before the bye week. And now, you know, assuming that Treshawn Ward is healthier, able to come back and play in tonight's game, how do you think Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein work him back in? I mean, knowing how successful Giddens was, does that mean that we'll see less of Treshawn Ward moving forward, or do you think it will go back to kind of that timeshare that we saw before? Well, I'll be honest. I think you'll see a little bit more of D.J. Giddens just based on that performance. That was impressive. They leaned on him uh, for lots of different reasons. One, Treshawn wasn't available. Two, I think uh, Will was somewhat limited in the run game, or at least that's what we were thinking at the time. I don't know that he was all that limited when it was all said and done. But D.J. responded. And um, in visiting with Coach Kleiman about it this week, I don't think we're going to see the guy touch the ball 38 times tonight. And yet, if he kind of gets off the deck in a hurry and starts to do some really good things, remember now, two weeks ago, K-State ran for 281 yards against UCF. I'm not predicting that they will tonight, but if they kind of get it rolling and he's the big part of that, I don't know why you would necessarily change in all due respect to Treshawn, if that makes sense at all. I, I think it was a great thing that that happened because – it proved to everybody, including D.J. Giddens, that he's got it in him to be not only that versatile, but that tough. And, and you know, <laughs> that, that, that many carries is a big deal. Uh, he also had eight catches in the game. It was extraordinary. Uh, well, here's an interesting take on that, too. We're joined by Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats. So we get uh, Oklahoma, you know, TV stations reaching out. You know, we share video and stuff for the TV work uh-huh. I do all the time. And they wanted, like, their full, sole focus. They're like, hey, you know, do you guys have any video we could have? We assume it's mostly DJ Giddens that you'll have. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, so that's the way other places are thinking about K-State. What a dangerous uh-huh. way to think. Because DJ Giddens has had, yes, this incredible game, and we're optimistic about DJ Giddens in his future. 
But man, if I'm Oklahoma State, and and again, this is only reflective of this isn't reflective of their coaching staff as much as it is just the perception of the Wildcats. It, it to me, it's like I, I'm worried about the fact that Will Howard and that offensive line have so much experience and have as talented a pass group as we've seen there in a long time. Yet everybody thinks this is like a DJ Giddens offense. I don't think this is a DJ Giddens offense. I think this is a Will Howard offense. Well, that's pretty perfectly said from my perspective, because when you visit with Chris Kleiman or somebody like that, Colin Klein, name the coach, most of those guys will say to you that, that this is Will's team. He, he's the, He's the face of the program, and, and Coach Kleiman loves that part of it. He wants the players, you know, to 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 be the leaders of the of the of the pack, so to speak. Doesn't mean that they won't and don't, because they obviously do. But Will, with his experience, with his confidence, with his knowledge, um, he's worked, you know, with with Colin for quite some time now. I think there is just a whole lot of reason to be in that mode, if you will. Um, with that said, again, I, I hate to go back to just the one game, but I think it's been more than just the one game. It was just maybe more successful against UCF. What K-State really had in that game was, was balance. And I think what you're saying is a very interesting subject because I have said all along, going back to the championship game you know, of last year and losing Deuce and losing Malik Knowles and that, K-State's not going to replace Deuce, and, and they, they, I think they missed the shock play value that he brought. That's pretty obvious. But I think this team is better offensively when everybody is involved, and by that I mean Ben Sennett and Phillip Brooks and Keegan Johnson and Jaden Jackson, those two running backs, Will Howard, um, Garrett Oakley. That's a lot of guys, and I think that's a good thing. Why? what are you looking at when it comes to Oklahoma State tonight? Um it's been it's been rough for them this season, getting blown out by South Alabama. They lose on the road to Iowa State. Just seems like a lot of drama with their quarterback play and, and all of that. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the status of Mike Gundy is and kind of where his head's at this season, but it's not been good for the Cowboys. What are you seeing? Well, I want to go back to last season to try to answer that, first of all, because for them, that was one of their poorest seasons in a while because the truth is, is they've been to 17 straight bowls. They're a very much one of the most winning programs in this league, dating back to 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. The numbers will bear that out. But um, in addition to having the year where they struggled a little bit, although still played in a bowl game, then, then what happens is they had multiple guys go into the portal and leave the program three guys from the defense that were terrific players, including Trace Ford, who went from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. Those things are a little bit rare, or at least used to be. So I think there were questions going into the year is the point. And then on top of that, you get into this year and losing Spencer Sanders, they, for the first three games, they played all three quarterbacks in all three games. That is also a little bit different. So I think it's taken them some time to kind of figure out how they want to do things offensively. It seems like, and I'll repeat that again, it seems like, <laughs> going back to two weeks ago, that they have settled on Bowman at least for now. Doesn't mean we won't see a couple of guys or maybe even all three tonight, but I think they're committed to seeing what Bowman can do because he's the most experienced guy and he can spin it. 
So you have that. And then on the defensive side, I think they've had a lot of growing pains with, with a new coordinator. Um, I think, I think they really like Brian Nardo and what he brings, but I do think that they have struggled. And here's the third and, and final thing. And maybe the most important part in, in my time at K-State and doing a lot of these K-State Oklahoma state games, OSU always has, it seems, either a stud running back or a stud receiver or maybe both and, and a playmaker or two on defense. I don't know if they have anybody like that right now that you look at it and, and, and are immediately like, oh, boy, that's going to be a real challenge. I'm not saying they don't have good players, but I don't know that they have anybody like some of the people they've had it, at least in the last three or four or five years. I, so why then uh, I'll, we can, you know, sort of finish with this, knowing that, and I think that's a general consensus, there's no chance still, right, with the extra time to prepare, with the fact that Kleiman has never won in Stillwater yet. Like, there's no chance that this is a game where Oklahoma State's overlooked is there with the, with the Wildcats as heavy favorites and everything going in. No chance. And, and here's why. I mean, <laughs> if you paid attention to, and I'm not saying you did or didn't, I'm just talking about people in general. If, if you heard Chris Kleiman's comments to start this week when he was asked about the fact that he's 0-2 in Stillwater, he simply stated the reason why is, as both times we've been there, OSU won the game at the line of scrimmage. So there's no chance that they're going to take them lightly because of that. Uh, and, and I think K-State feels like they're the better team, but need to win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And then secondarily, and I think this is a pretty big concern for Coach Kleiman, because of the extra time and the, the things that OSU has gone through this year, I think they feel like one of the real keys is OSU is going to show us a handful of things that we haven't seen. How do yeah. we react to that? And I think those are things to really, really watch when we get into tonight's game. Maybe then K-State can show them some things with Avery Johnson that they haven't seen. I, I know that, that well, I we, we love Avery Johnson. That, that, that's He's absolutely local, right, buddy. Yeah, this is the <laughs> time. This right. is the time for for all the Mays <laughs> Eagle fans and Avery Johnson supporters here in his hometown and home area may get to see him play. Yeah. Seems like a good spot. All right, Wyatt, what do you guys have coming up on the broadcast tonight? Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, w- one of my favorite young players on this team is Uso Sayamalo, our new uh, nose tackle, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him. Young man from Hawaii who actually didn't start playing football until he was um, a senior in high school. Uh, he's a farm kid in Hawaii. Uh, he- he's going to be one of our featured players. Also had a chance to talk with Ben Sennett this week, and uh, we'll feature that. So, it should be a good lead into what I think will be an intriguing game because it is, I've said this a million times, that place is a hard place to play. They're right on top of you. And K-State's going to have to play a good football game to win here tonight. I think they can, and I think they will, but they got to go do it. Yep, I agree. I agree. Don't overlook the Cowboys as much as they've struggled. Two weeks at home, all of those things make it dangerous. Pre-game coverage begins at 4.30. Wildcat fans, You're going to get it all tonight on the broadcast right here on KFH, home of K-State Athletics. Wyatt, have a great call. Safe travels, uh, you know, to and from, and we'll talk again next week. You got it. I appreciate the visit. Thanks, partner. There goes Wyatt Thompson. Always appreciate that visit. Man, love having that insight this year with K-State football. 
It's a... I don't even want to call it a flex spot, Tommy. It's a, it's it's Gundy with two weeks in Stillwater, which is a brutal place to play. I, I, I'd love to see K-State go in there and dominate, but I wouldn't count on it. Just, just get out of there. They have the talent to be able to. Absolutely. They absolutely I mean, do. I'd love to see I just, it. Yeah, I you know I just don't want to overset expectations. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun regardless because Stillwater on a Friday night in October, man, it's gonna be a fun place to play tonight. It's a little chilly in the air. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I could go for some chili right now. But we're gonna pick it one way or the other. So what do we think? We'll find out. It's one of our ten games. We'll pick Paul Savage in to join us. Picture to miss. We'll get you caught up on the standings and rip through five college, five NFL games of interest this weekend. That's coming next on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.